You're dialed in to the Turn In 2 podcast with your hosts, Matt Mills and Tito. Welcome back, Cardinal fans, to another episode of the Turn In 2 podcast, episode number 11. Back with me again, the one, the only, Puerto Rican poppy, Tito. Tito, we're a week away. Sorry, we're a week removed from the last Cardinals game of the year of 2021. Um, how, how have you been uh, dealing with the offseason? Well, at first, when you said a week away, I was kind of I started to kind of smile a little bit and say, yeah, baby, we're right there. But, uh, you know, uh, after a week of reflecting and and looking back at the season and then watching the other teams in the playoffs, I, I got to say, uh, I sorely, sorely miss watching the games, um, watching Cardinal baseball and, and just the all out sprint that they had here at the end of the season, just to, to see it uh, kind of go up in flames pretty quickly. But, you know, at the end of the day, and, and I know we're going to talk about it, you know, I, I'm thankful that we had a, opportunity to to even play in the game so uh i miss it but um you know it's time to move on yeah absolutely and i think one big thing for me is we can watch the playoffs um develop we can watch games we have rooting interest in players you know but we don't have edge of the seat action like we did last week at this time where we literally sat there consuming multiple beverages um but all around, man, I mean, essentially two pitches. Yeah. Essentially two yeah. Pitches. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it this way, and I'm, I obviously you're referring to the, the home run to Justin Turner in the fourth, and then obviously the daddy of them all uh, served up on a, a gold platter um, to Chris Taylor. And you know, going into this game, I think we both had the feeling like you had to do whatever it took to get runs off of Max Scherzer. And you and I were texting back and forth throughout the entire game, um, waiting and praying for the big hit. Um, there were multiple opportunities. And I think one thing that, you know, I'd like to discuss um, here in a second is just ob the obvious glaring hole um, outside of the two pitches is the, the runners in scoring position and, and going 0 for 11. But putting that aside for now, yeah, when it comes down to two pitches in the game, I think there's one thing that comes that comes to mind is, you know, that's exactly what happened in the NLDS against um, the Phillies when Chris Carpenter threw that absolute gem of a game. Yeah. Uh, they scraped by by one run, um, and that was the rest was history. Um, the Cardinals just couldn't repeat it today or that day. Yeah, and you know, you know, kind of where I stand on this whole. Um, as I get into it, it'll it'll form in your head, and you'll understand. But you know, you you know where I stand on it. But I will say, starting in Mundo Sosa was not the right move. Um, DeYoung is actually was hitting three plus 300 um, against Scherzer. Now, yeah, you can look at recency, et cetera, et cetera. But, man, you, you, there, you just kind of look at it. It was, it was, uh, it was uh, Tommy Edmond and DeYoung that actually looked good on paper against Scherzer, and only one of them started. Now, I don't know why. Maybe it was the recency stuff. But, man, you just got to look at it like – you got to start crunching numbers, you know, but uh, I mean, obviously whenever you look at the ninth numbers weren't necessarily looked at. So. No. And I think that's, that's pretty obvious, but I look st starting Sosa or DeYoung isn't the make or break of this no, game. Right? No. I, I think we both can agree that there are much bigger fish to fry. Um, I could single-handedly name two, three players that I know wish they had opportunities back again. Um, and, and I think it, it bears down to a couple different things, right? Um, you had Max Scherzer on the ropes very early on. And you and I, before the game started, said, if we can get Max 
to about 50, 60 pitches for um, the fourth or the fifth inning, the Cardinals were going to be in really, really good shape. Well, they had him there by the third inning, essentially. And, and at that moment, they were clinging on to a 1-0 lead. But the problem was, is they had multiple opportunities, multiple to attack onto that, and they just couldn't get it done. And, and what really frustrated me about that game, and I'm not even going to say I'm frustrated, actually, because, you know, th- these are go- guys going against one of the best pitchers in the game in Max Scherzer. So it's, it's really tough to, to say that. But here's the thing. If you know you've got a guy that's not locating well and not throwing his breaking ball over for a strike that often, there are two things that you can do. One, you can spit on any breaking ball that you see, whether that be for a strike or not. The second thing that you can do, knowing that he can't locate with his fastball early on, and he can't locate with a breaking pitch, if you get him to a full count, more than likely he is going to try and throw it by you. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that you should be sitting on is a fastball. And what did we do? We sat and watched too many go by in early in the counts, and we watched and could not hit catch up to a fastball because we were expecting something different. So what changed in their approach? I don't know, but they're there. Like I said, Bader watched a fastball go by Tyler O'Neill couldn't catch up to one high in the zone. Tommy Edmond couldn't catch up to one high in the zone. Um, and look, here's what it comes down to as well. In the moment that Chris Taylor hit his home run and won the game for the Dodgers, it was that one singular pitch. Mm-hmm. You know what happened to inning prior to that? Nolan Arnato had a pitch to hit. Mm -hmm. Same kind of pitch, a slider that floated over the middle of the plate and he fouled it off. And it's just a game of inches. Oh, yeah. If Arnado connects on that ball, we would be winning that game. And I guarantee you, we we would be celebrating and we would be playing the Giants. But that's how it goes. Sometimes that's baseball and and you really don't have anything else to say about it. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Um, Yeah, no, I agree. But, uh, you know great points it's in the past let's let's talk about recent stuff um yeah so we've got boston and houston um and the alcs mm-hmm. uh we got atlanta and the nlcs and we're waiting for a game tomorrow night between the dodgers and the giants to see who goes on in that series um first of all who do you who do you have in that uh game five tomorrow between uh the giants and the dodgers Unfortunately, I'm going to take the Dodgers. I think they've got a lot of momentum going for them. Um, I don't think realistically, uh, you know, I'm not sure Logan Webb has another gem in him. Um, Do I want the Dodgers to win? Absolutely not. I'd rather see the Giants win because they've been a, a Cinderella story the entire year. And they've just played a really good brand of baseball. And it just reminds me of the Cardinals a lot. Um, but they're also my mortal enemy because I'm still scarred from, um, all those even years that they absolutely torched us. Um, but you know, I I think the Dodgers just have, and just will edge it out and, um, and move on to play the Braves. And, you know, I feel for the Brewers fans in a way, because there was a lot of expectation. Um, but you and I both know that 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 was a broken team um especially after the cardinals got through them in milwaukee sweeping them in four games i told you after that day that that team was broke their offense was broken they could not muster up runs um and again i'll go back and say this again the only time they beat the cardinals was because we put out a jv squad yeah. Had we had we continued playing our regulars, we would have swept them the last seven games of the season. Last seven games of the season against them. They were a broken team. And I'm surprised that they're pitching, you know, you know, I, I'm surprised that they couldn't beat the Braves because I don't think the Braves are that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, we've seen this story play out before. You don't have to be the best team. You just have to execute. Josh Hader can't get his slider over. And what does Freddie Freeman do? The one thing that no other left-handed hitter in the season against Hader does and hits a home run. 
That's the first home run he gave up against a left-hander, and it comes at the worst possible time. Yeah. And, and look, and here's the thing. This is where you miss Devin Williams. Uh-huh. This is where that moment, you know, Hader doesn't have to be pitching because if Devin Williams were healthy, he would have been in that game, and you could have potentially saved Hader to force another game, a game five in Milwaukee, but they couldn't do that. And, yeah. and as yeah. you've pointed out, Milwaukee got lucky on their first win. Boy, did they. Yeah, that, that they, they got very lucky. Um, do I think that if Devin Williams was around, they could have got to a game five? I, I do believe so. Um, I think so, too. I mean, Atlanta just looked off yesterday, to be honest with you. And, you know, if they had other arms coming out of the pen, i.e. Devin Williams, you know, that that could have looked different in yesterday's game. Um, their offense is just flat, man. And it, it's just – I knew as soon as Devin Williams went down that they were pretty much cooked. Um, I, I do think that, that they had a great season. I, I don't wish negativity on the Brewers like I would the Cubs. But, um, man, they just looked flat. And it, it's kind of sad because, you know, if it, you know, give us 20 more games, I think it would have been a different outcome, you know. And that's – that's part of it. That's part of baseball. I get that. But, um, you know, I think it would have been different if it was a Cardinals uh, Braves series. But at the same time, you just got to look at it. I mean, they, Rowdy Telez, literally, I mean, granted, he hit, he hit one yesterday too. But, uh, you know, he was the only, they didn't even get somebody to scoring position until I believe the eighth or ninth inning in game one. Like, that's yeah. just a flat squad. And, um, but I, I need to, I need to put my input in. I I'm gonna go against the the grain on the um on on your um pick against the the Dodgers and Giants. Um, I did see stats earlier today where the the ERA for the bullpen and the rotation for the Dodgers is um, two roughly, and the Giants is not. Um, but I, I'm gonna pick Giants. I'm gonna go with the Giants. I think. I'm thinking that that Chris Bryant's going to have a big, big moment in the game tomorrow. I think um, I think that's who's going to do it tomorrow. I, I don't know if it, you know, if it's it's probably not going to be a very high scoring game, but I think, you know, I think the Giants get it done. If not, hey, cool. Um, but I, I think they do get it done tomorrow. And um, before you you say yours, I'll say I'm. You know, I'm. I, I know what stats are going to say. But I'm going to say that that the Braves are going to beat the Giants in the NLCS. And my, and my, my picks, Braves are going to beat the Giants in the NLCS. So you um, take Braves to the World Series? I'm taking the Braves to the World Series. Not you because they got the momentum? No, I just think that in seven games they're going to get it done. I don't know why, but I was thinking about this earlier today. I think the Braves are going to get it done. Um, I mean, they are. They're, they're cooking right now. Um, but I think it's going to be them. And man, I'm going to say it. Do I believe in it? No. But I think I think Boston's going to ride this one out too. Wow. Braves, Boston, East Coast World Series. Um, Worst thing that could happen to. Us. Absolutely. Oh no. Actually, I, no. I, I lied. Boston, LA would probably be worse. But. Well, you got to think. I mean, it draws it up for the MLB though. Verdugo versus old team, Mookie Betts versus old team. But for me, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of the Dodgers and I, and I probably will never be, but um, I mean, I think it's, it's easy to, it's easy to not like them. Right. I mean, they, we are a small market team. They are a very big market team. Um, and I wouldn't even call a small market. I'd say probably medium market. But, you know, we, we see it as a very David Goliath moment, right? Um, you have a, a payroll, a lineup that's payroll is so exorbitant that they should win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, That's the thing that people need to realize is these teams that are built that way, the, the pressure is on them to win. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine the the Giants winning, you know, Thursday's game and, and going on and winning the world season, that team was projected to finish below 500. Oh yeah. You know, and that's that, kind of why that's, 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 that's the crazy thing. That's kind of why I'm pulling for the Giants to win tomorrow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, either way, either way, if you get a Giants 
Braves matchup. You know, you can't really hate on either team. Yeah, the Cardinals have had their fair share of problems with the Giants. They've had their way with the Braves, but at the same time, you got to look like you got to look at everything that that San Francisco has done and mm-hmm. really just you know appreciate it. Um, and- yeah, it's it's a good brand of baseball. That's why you like teams like the Rays too, because they play a good brand of baseball. And look, Boston out you know they outmatched them offensively. The Rays have a good offense. The Rays have good pitching, but Boston's offense did what they needed to do. Yeah, the big moments. Yeah. yeah. So who so who do you have? Uh, going to the series? I I think, you know, I'm going to, for the sake of the entertainment value that this would bring. The entertainment value, okay. I'm telling you, I would I would love, love to see LA versus Houston again. Yeah, yeah. Love to see that. And, and I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know how much of the White Sox series, Houston series you watch, but the Houston Astros were lighting the socks on fire. I mean, lighting them on fire. Um, you know, and, and you and I had talked about it. We thought there was going to be some brouhaha between uh, Tony La Russa and Dusty Baker, and we weren't disappointed. We got it. But the <laughs> fact of the matter is, is whether they're home or away, the Astros can play. Oh, yeah. They, they're here to play. They're here to show up. They're here to win games. And that's what good teams do. They don't care about what people have to say about them. You know what? They they did their cheating thing, and everybody's going to hate on them. But guess what? They're they're winning games still. And if you don't have the good pitching to stop them, they're going to win again. I would not be surprised for them to beat Boston. Um, I think it'll be in six games, um, and I think they go to the World Series. And then I'm I, like I said, I'm taking the Dodgers to the series. I had them in the World Series. At the very beginning of the year, um, I just think they have as complete of a team as you need to have uh, moving into the NL. You know, if they get into the NLCS, I think they match up very well against the Braves there. Um, I think they can beat the Braves, and I think it will be Houston and and L.A. in the World Series. Okay. Well, uh, going along with Houston – I don't know if you saw it, but uh, I guess Carlos Correa spoke to somebody, uh, came out in a report today that um, he thinks it's very unlikely or unlikely, it's still unlikely that uh, Houston will resign him. And um, he's honestly one of my favorites to uh, potentially come over and play shortstop for the Cardinals if they do go that route. So, I mean, so. I mean, could you imagine the infield of the Cardinals being – Arnado Correa, um, I'll take Tommy Edmund at second base. Absolutely. Um, and Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that team, that, a 2022 that, team with Correa at shortstop, yeah. uh, best defense in the league, No, hands down, maybe ever, maybe ever in the game, all around, not infield, the whole damn thing. I, I mean, they were the best, the defense. but they were the best defensive team this year. I, I'm and, telling you, if, if they were to land a solid shortstop, in the in the name of Carlos Correa, um, the best defensive team ever in my eyes. I I don't care. I mean, I know a lot of people are are, are hugging on uh, um, Corey Seager and and uh, what's his name from Colorado, Trevor Story. But I I think if I'm if I'm gunning for a shortstop, I'm I'm starting at Correa. I I don't think that at this time that you know me personally that you need to go with with uh Corey Seager I, I just don't I, I don't I don't know I don't like it that much and I Trevor Story if you can get a good deal but I'm just not sold on it either to be honest um but I'm starting at Correa I don't care what anybody else says yeah I, you know how I feel about this too I selfishly um I also want uh Carlos Correa for for obviously two reasons one it makes the Cardinals that much better. I mean, if you thought the Cardinals were a good team now, um, this would be three, four, five notches above this team. Um, that's a that with him in the lineup, that's a hundred win team. Oh, easy. That's a hundred win team. Is it easy to win a hundred games? No, but I could see that. Um, the only thing that you would 
you would complain about is that he's not left-handed. And I know a bunch of Corey Seager fans out there are saying, oh, well, what about Corey Seager? I, I totally get that. But Carlos Correa is just a completed player, and you don't need a left-handed bat necessarily. No, I mean, no, if you have all right-handed batters, whatever, it is what it is. Um, there's nothing you can do about that except for sign. I guess you can sign. But my other point is, is that I need another Puerto Rican in the in the in the Cardinals because once Yadier Molina is done, um, that'll be the last Puerto Rican probably to play for the Cardinals unless Delvin uh, Perez uh, shows up at some point. Yeah. Um, let's not talk too much on offseason moves or potential because we've got plenty of offseason to figure stuff out to talk about. But that's oh, yeah. that's my thoughts on the old shortstop game. And um, I just wanted to bring up that point about him unlikely to re-sign with um, – It's interesting that that comes out – you know, during the postseason, though, I think that's well. Uh, what we figured out about Correa, though, is he's not one to shy away from talking. That's fair. I mean, so, you know, whether he did what he did, you know, was part of something, you know, it is what it is, but he's not one to shy away. He's going to talk and he's going to he's going to tell people about it. So whether he does or not, um, you know, he'd be my pick to come over to St. Louis. Um, and he should be a lot of people's picks, to be honest. Well, but. Yeah. But the thing we is, digress. We digress. The thing is with 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 Cardinal fans, and, and you know this as well as I do. Somebody starts talking about one a player, and everybody, yeah, this will, yeah, hell yeah, we'll take that. Like guys, let's look at the whole aspect of the game, and just not, you know, who you think would look good in the lineup. Yeah, I get the lefty bat thing, but um, I mean, you know how these fans are. Well, you know, and that's even to the to the point of fans. Like, look, I'm sure you saw this too, where Trevor Story. Um, you know, somebody came on, I think it was Robert Murray came on one on one ESPN today yep. and said that, mm-hmm. you know, he would that Trevor's story would be affordable within the three years for fifty four million over those three years. And I'm like, uh yeah, I'll take that too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot, but there we'll, we'll like you said, we'll get to the off season stuff. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, did you have an, a topic you wanted to discuss? Yeah, I, I I think, I think there that uh, one thing that that kind of struck me odd in the aftermath of of the game that that took place on Wednesday was uh, one one particular thing for me was that uh, a lot of fans. I don't know what it is about it, but I was listening to one hundred one ESPN on my way home and they were talking about Tommy Edmond and the conversation was well what to do with him and it struck me odd because and and I know you saw my tweet but I I just feel like there's some animosity towards Tommy Edmond and I'm not sure why because I'm telling you it felt like every other message they were reading off of for Tommy Edmond was trade him get rid of him. He doesn't need to be playing. He's not an everyday starter, yada, 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 yada. And I'm thinking to myself, like, did we, did everybody watch the same Tommy Edmond and and tell me that this guy is, is, is not a good player. Like, I I just don't understand that. Yeah. I don't, I don't get the hate for him really. I mean, what, I don't, what what did he do wrong? (laughs) Because he had a lousy June. The fucking team had a lousy June. The team had a lousy seven months. Let's <laughs> the be team real. Had, yeah, the team had a the team had a lousy June, and he did too. But the but the fact of the matter is, is I don't think a single person would say, you know what, I miss Colton Wong so badly that Tommy Edmond didn't do a good enough job bringing me Colton Wong back. I honestly don't think so. I th- I th- I think. People like Colton Wong because he showed love to St. Louis. And Mm -hmm. that is very, very nice. And I appreciate that. But Tommy Edmond, in my opinion, and this is not backed up by numbers because he's literally been in the year in the, in the league for what, one and a half years Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. just as good a player as Colton Wong. I'm telling you in two to three years, Tommy Edmond is going to be just as good as Colton Wong was in the six and a half years that Colton Wong was here. Oh yeah, I, I have no doubt about that. The thing is, is 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 Tommy Edmond. I mean, 
you know, I know he hits worse from one side of the plate than the other, but I mean, still speed. He brings speed. He's very versatile at the plate. You know, his defense, honest to God, surprised the hell out of me. I mean, yes. he, he, he was what, maybe a, a step or two less than Wong. I mean, if you put anybody else if over that, there, if that, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, he was making plays that, that, you know, that you would have seen Wong make anyways. I mean, yeah, the, the he, only, he here's was, my only complaint. The only complaint that I have that I noticed um, is, is the simple fact that it didn't look like his throws to first at all the time were the strongest. That's my only complaint. Like I had no issue with it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes guys needed to adjust in the lineup, but at the same time, you know, don't sit there and knock the guy. You know, the, the, the team's got more pro- bigger problems than, than Tommy Edmund. That's true. That you that you can't say that enough. But you literally cannot say the last thing you just said enough. But at the same time, you know, going on with with these same people that are essentially clowning on a guy who was an all star in the the one wild card game that we played. Um, you know, these these same clowns are the ones who were trash talking the team because they couldn't win against one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah. They had plenty of opportunities to, to score. I get that, but you have to understand who you're facing the Cardinals, you know, a month ago, weren't even in they, that picture. You know, a month ago, a month ago, they would have lost that game 10 to zero. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they may, may have had the mercy rule. <laughs> but I it's mean, fr- it is frustrating. It's frustrating for me because, you know, you look at it after the game is over and yeah, it's disappointing. You lost, you're, you're done with the playoffs. And, you know, we got a long off season ahead, but there was just so much trash talk about it. And it's, it's sad because yeah, you know, the team didn't play good throughout the year. These guys strapped their fucking boots on and won a 17 straight games. And I can damn near 97% guarantee it. You're never going to see that shit out of this club again. And that's no. not to knock a good team, but 17 wins is a lot. And, and for, 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 for all these quote unquote Cardinal fans, to lose it over a team that was facing one of the best pitchers in baseball, one of the best teams in baseball. I don't give a shit about Scherzer alone. They, they faced the, one of the best teams in baseball, 106 wins, you know, and, and, and all you could do is see people complaining, bitching, moaning for what you weren't yeah. expected to win this game. Anyways. I mean, think about this guy that tweeted at me. I, you know, this was the tweet I had a week ago. I'll say this, or six days ago, I'll say this. I'd rather lose like we did yesterday, fighting till the end, than getting absolutely slapped like the Cardinals did to the Braves in game five of the 2019 NLDS. And I will stand by that statement every single day I live for the rest of my life. I would rather lose on a walk-off home run. Did it break my heart? Absolutely. But I would rather lose that way than absolutely get slapped 13 to two in an elimination game and be out of the game by the freaking first inning. Mm-hmm. And then this clown has this idea, this idea to try and say, I didn't see any fight in us at all. <laughs> Where did you see it? Like, what is that? Yeah. What, yeah. what is that? That's this is what I'm talking. This we you remember the episode where I got really upset with Cardinal fans because they were just get, so down in the dumps that I'm I lost it. This is what I'm talking about. This is the these are the kinds of fans that don't understand the gravity of what is going on. You just said it very excellently. 17 games is a lot mm-hmm. to win mm-hmm. in a row. I said it before winning one game is really difficult. And look what happened. We fought for eight and two thirds of an inning. And because of one pitch, mm-hmm. one pitch, we lost the game. Yep. That is really, really hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. A- absolutely. And, and you just, I mean, honest to God, I'm going to say it, you know, I, I love, I think Cardinal fans are some of the best out there. You know, I, I think, you know, the, the, you can you can tell a cardinal fan because they rep their team they they rep the city you know and mm-hmm. they, they love it but at the same time i'm going to parallel it and say cardinals have some of the worst fans absolutely and oh yeah there's just there's just no sense in it i mean really there's not yeah it's disappointing be disappointed yeah question a decision bringing it in a pitcher that hadn't um hadn't not allowed a run with a man on base since you know what was it april it was April or August. I can't, it was an A month. 
Mm-hmm. Question that decision. Don't question the team that just racked off 17 wins. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, we haven't even touched on Mike Schilt <laughs> uh, in this episode. And I know you and I could go back and forth on, on this, that topic all day long. But the fact, again, it's not one pitch. It's not two pitches. It's not Adam Wainwright's fault. It's not Alex Reyes's fault. Um, you know, it's not all on Mike Schilt. It's not all on the offense. You win and lose as a team. That, that's the bottom line. The, the pitching, they had two mistakes. The hitting, they had 11 mistakes, right? Um, hitting, obviously, is a lot harder uh, in some cases, especially when you're going up against, I, and I can't believe I have to say this again, Max Scherzer, um, that's very difficult to do. And they and the Dodgers have a bullpen full of uh, former closers <laughs> who, uh, yeah. all, who all yeah. throw 97 or higher. I mean, Joe Kelly rolls. Then they bring out Corey uh, Kniebel, and he rolls. I mean, and we didn't Blake even Trinan. see the guy. Yeah, Blake Trinan comes out. He's a former closer. And that's, you know, and then Kenley Jansen, he is a closer. And that's not even to say we didn't even see that one dude, great, great toll, who throws 102 like it's nothing. Yeah. I yep. mean, come on. I mean, the, there are, again, as you said, there are a lot of more, more problems uh, with the team to worry about than losing a game against Max Scherzer and the Dodgers. The Dodgers are a good team. And this is what I want to say lastly about this topic. Jeff Passan, I'm going to call you out on this, and I know you're not going to listen to this, but <laughs> I don't really care. What Jeff said about the Dodgers is 100% fact. They are a good team. They should beat the Cardinals. I completely agree with that. But to you have to have a lot of nerve to sit there and be like, the, Do- the Cardinals are in no kind of class with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is a hell of a statement to say. And I don't know if it's his Kansas City roots that wants to just automatically hate the Cardinals because big brother is always better than little brother. But that is a hell of a statement. And Jeff, I know you didn't say anything else about the game because you wanted to gloat in the Dodgers win. But I guarantee you had the Cardinals won that game, he wouldn't have said shit about the Cardinals. I guarantee it. Because the issue at hand would have been, I think we need more games for a wild card game. Oh, you believe it. That should have been a three-game series. It's it's soft. And and they were already talking about that in the second inning. They were five outs in talking Mm. about after the Cardinals had their one run on the board, you know, maybe these should be three, three. Couldn't games. imagine. Come couldn't on, couldn't be us, right? Yeah, couldn't be us actually here. being couldn't be us be a good team. Yeah. Just leave it to the leave it to the pundits and the media to say, you know what, the Dodgers are he- head over heels. And and again, I said it the other day when the Giants beat them in, in game one of the uh NLDS, I, I tweeted out, I said, I wonder if Jeff Passan thinks uh the Giants are in the same class as the Dodgers. Or actually, sorry, that the Dodgers are in the same class as the Giants. Because didn't the Giants win the division or was that the Dodgers? The Giants won it. Oh, well, that's weird. I didn't see I didn't see uh, Jeff, Pass- Jeff Passan saying anything about that. So I, it just, oh, man, it, it infuriated me. And well, I just thought it was just a completely bogus thing for him to say. Sure, the Dodgers ended up winning that game, but it was not by virtue of them being a better better ball club. I know that. Yeah, absolutely, and I think I think one of the things the the few uh, NLDS games that I've watched with sound on, it it just <laughs> seems like nobody's even anticipating the Giants to win. Like you no. can't sit there and win a division and then completely just say, ah, eh, you know, you guys just don't have it. To be fair, I mean, they just saw the the Rays win a hundred games <sighs> and then in the NLDS. I think the Rays got too NLDS. relaxed. They got I, well. I think they were too, but they also play in a division where they had 490 win teams. So it's not like they were separated truthfully by that much. Yeah. So I, I, I take the hundred wins and their division crown with a grain of salt. It just bought them some more time to stay in the playoffs. Absolutely. It would have been no, it would have been no different than with the Cardinals, right? Had the Cardinals been healthy and won their division, they would have been facing the Braves. Do I think they're a better team than the Braves? Absolutely. Do I think they would have beat them? Absolutely. And then we would have seen a true, we would have seen them face a true test against either the Dodgers or the Giants. And they would have been taken to task at that point, too. Mm-hmm. So 
there are a lot of things, there are a lot of teams that can be comfortable um, with where they are. And I guarantee you the Brewers were that team because they were very comfortable sitting atop their perch with a 14-game lead heading into September, and look what happened to them. Fell apart. Same thing with the Padres. Look what happened to them. They fell apart. Good. Cincinnati, too. They fell apart, too. Cincinnati will always fall apart. And I said this, I think I want to say, I said this at the beginning whenever we were making some predictions and how things were going, that Cincinnati is a, is a six to seven month team. You know, they can't, you know, they can't hack it the full season. It's, it's so weird, but it's usually by the all-star break, they fall off. But the only person that kept them alive was Winker and Castellanos. So, yeah. Yeah. um, and Winker uh, was hurt. Almost that's half that's why they fell off the, 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 the plate too. But um I, and he was having a monster season too. I mean he was easy MVP candidate. Oh yeah. Easy MVP candidate. But hey, you know what? That it is what it is. You know, the card with the Cardinals, card. yeah. You know, the Cardinals are not a bad team. I don't think anybody's gonna disagree with that. Again, I, do I think they're in the same class as the Dodgers? I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. I think the Dodgers are a better team because they have better pieces and that that much is true i'm not going to argue that fact with anybody do i think the dodgers are, are, are a better team yes but don't tell me that the cardinals are in the same class as them they are just they're just as easily good a team as, as the dodgers it came down to one stupid pitch over nine inning game yep. one pitch Absolutely. that's it that's it because you know what again as i said if Nolan Arnado connects on that slider that what was left hanging and doesn't foul it straight back, we might be talking a different story. And Jeff Passan might be crying in his little, little boots, little Kansas City hat. Oh, Cardinals are too good for me. I, I, I hope he, I hope he listens. I hope he does too. I hope he does too, and I hope he tweets at me. Say something, Jeff. Say something, Jeff. Shoot. Well. Okay, well, that, I mean, that's unless you got anything else to talk about, we can move on to our hot takes. Oh yeah, yeah. I want you to go first because I've got a, I've got mine set up because I'm, I'm really anxious to talk about this because I'll let you go. Just go. Okay. So my hot take for the weekday, whatever you want to call it, um, and this isn't a popular opinion. I know a lot of people are get upset about it, but um, I'm gonna say it. Are you ready? Yeah, I can't wait to, to laugh. Pineapple belongs on pizza. <laughs> Throw a little Canadian bacon on there. Wrong. Not too much, not too much pineapple because you don't want to overload it. But give me a little sweetness with that, with that, uh, with that uh, Canadian bacon. Give me that Hawaiian pizza, baby, all day long. Stop talking. You're, you're hurting yourself. That's that's awful. Come on, dude. No, really? Good. That's that's good. It's good. It's real good. It's real good. That's what that's, we, that's what that's what I ate growing up. That was the pizza choice growing up. So no growing up on like it. It. but it's why don't why don't you like it? Tell me that. It doesn't taste good. What do you want me to tell it you? It doesn't taste good. It, it doesn't. doesn't taste good. Get it does out not. Of here. It does not. It okay. The, oh God. You know what? You and I are going to agree to disagree, but I bet you. Well, guess what? You know, you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? Well, you're going to put a poll out there and no, say. There's no polls. There's no polls. But I can't I can't sit here and tell you that if a if a, can, or a Hawaiian pizza shows up on your doorstep, then. Am I gonna, for me. Well, you know what? I'm not going to say I'm not going to eat it either. Oh. Because I, no, 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 no. Hold on. Here's what I'm going to say. Pizza is pizza. I will eat pizza. But. Do I think it belongs on on there? No, I don't. But I'll eat it because I like pizza. Does Does G like it? G G likes pineapple on her pizza. There yeah. she is. That, that's what about Big L? Big L, nah. He's a he's a pepperoni and bacon guy like his dad. Oh, what, a man's man, if you will. Yeah, pretty much. What do you call a person that likes pineapple pizza? Then, uh, just a mediocre, <laughs> just a mediocre man. Art artisan, a renaissance man, a renaissance man. Well, I'm just saying, maybe I'll buy Gia pizza. That's fine. Buy her pizza. She likes black olives, pineapple. Oh olive. hell no, never mind. That, see, that's what I thought. Disregard my silly, last. Take take your silly pizza away. Oh, put it somewhere where the sun don't shine. Olives? No, she needs it. No, she needs to 
come talk about this. No, well, I'll put it. We can get it on the pod. (laughs) So thirty minutes of why do you like olives? Black olive pizza, dude. Just by itself. Oh yeah. Oh no. No. Oh yes. Draft the paperwork tomorrow. Draft (laughs) draft the paperwork tomorrow. That is that is un. Jenna, no. if you're listening to this at some point, I did not say that. <laughs> she's going to be like, oh, well, I think I need to listen to this new episode. And at the end, oh, my gosh, he's, he's, tell, he's telling Tito to file divorce papers against me for liking like olives. She knows I hate them. I despise oh. any kind of olive. All For all you olive lovers out there, you're dead to me. Don't care. Oh, what, like, what benefits do they bring? They they're disgusting. Like I think yeah. I think olives like, are like he's like, oh, they're so good at a martini. I'm like, I'm, that I'm, sounds I'm, awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it goes black licorice than olives. Like, seriously. No, I, I would rather do black licorice than olives. Oh man, I don't know. And then you got <laughs> lima beans. Have you ever fucked with a lima bean? Yeah. What the fuck are they? What do they do? What's their purpose? They have no taste. I mean, they're there. I, I know they're there. <laughs> They're hard and they're gross. Uh, I agree. I'm not saying that they're good. Oh, gosh. Okay, 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 okay. Are you ready for my hot take? Or are you oh, just blasted at me. I'm here to tell you today, and you are my witness, that this past week has shown me that Robert Manfred is not so bad as a commissioner. And I will tell you why. If anybody has been paying attention to the lunacy that is the NFL and the commissioner of the NFL and the hierarchy that is the NFL, you would take a step back and realize Rob Manfred isn't that bad. Rob Manfred might actually be okay. Rob Manfred is a better commissioner than Roger Goodell. And of course, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about John Gruden. And I'm not going to get political with it. That's not what I'm here to do. What I'm going to say is very, very sweet and short to the point. He made a mistake. He needed to resign, but the NFL is an absolute dumpster fire and a ticking time bomb Mm -hmm. for the rest of their lives because John Gruden is an example and was made an example. And if you think that there isn't other owners who talk exactly like him out there or other head coaches who talk exactly like him out there. You're stupid. You're wrong. And the NFL is a trash league. I I don't like the NFL. I haven't liked them for a while, but they are a very, very trash league and they're making Rob Manfred and baseball look absolutely pristine during these playoffs And I cannot believe the lunacy that is happening in the NFL right now. It is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And I, I mean, I I haven't followed up much with it, but I mean, outside of the Gruden stuff, staying along the lines of um, everything that had to do with St. Louis and all that, you know, Mm -hmm. you're right. You can't tell me that, that there's not email chains, et cetera, et cetera, head coaches that, that do the same stuff anyways. But at the same time, you know, um, I think Goodell does have his hand in, in multiple markets um, and, 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 and other things of that nature. But um, you know, I think here's what I'll say. I, I do think Manfred and Goodell are they're They're terrible in their own ways. Um, you know, I think, I think Goodell stays out of the, um, the gameplay itself uh, where my, Oh, Oh, I did not have a stroke. I'm okay. Where Manfred, you know, is trying to change it constantly, you know. And with that being said, you know, I, I think Manfred, you know, isn't as 
up to his knees and shit with, you know, dabbling in everything else like Goodell is. So I think they're terrible in their own ways. Um, but yeah, they just, man, it is a trash league. It's absolutely atrocious. Um, you know, I, they did St. Louis wrong, especially coming out that, you know, it had been discussed um, mm. and that it was pretty much already in the works. And, and it's shitty, you know, I, and I don't do football. I mean, I'll watch it on occasion. I don't do football. But you had you had dedicated season ticket holders. You had mm. fans, deep-rooted fans who loved the St. Louis Rams. I'm sure there's guys who went – guys, girls – kids who went to every single game you know and that team sorry the fans were pouring their hearts into it hoping the team would stay hell i remember when when the whoever was drafting up a new stadium right by the river just so they could keep the team in town and to find out later that it was already being pushed and and damn near in the works that they weren't coming back you know, that just it opens up a lot of questions and it's so shitty um, to think that because, I mean, you got, you got to look at it like this. Look what's happening over in Tampa Bay right now. Yeah. With them thinking about splitting it with, with Montreal. Yeah. Cool. You know, I, I think Montreal needs a team again. Yes. But the, the Rays aren't even given a fair chance. You know, I, I've never been there, but I, I hear the trop is an actual disaster to get to. And that's yeah. not fair to those those people, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, to say, oh, well, you guys don't show up to games. Well, make it a little bit more accessible. You know, build mm-hmm. them a stadium where they can get to easily and not have to, you know, whatever, what have you. But it's worthy of a hundred win team. Yeah, I mean, oh, man, yeah, they they if they if they split time like that between two cities. It's either to me, it's it's signaling a we're trying to transition them to Montreal, or it's it's just a dog shit move in my eyes. You can't yeah. do that. I mean, how would you feel? I mean, think about it. You're a huge Cardinals fan. How mm-hmm. would you feel about it if they said, you know what, we are going to take the Cardinals? They're going to play, you know, forty games here in St. Louis. The other forty-one, um, they're going to play in. Um, We'll say, um, oh, shit, Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, that's dog shit. And that's 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 not that's not right. Mm-hmm. But that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, it just it just amazes me sometimes how hierarchy in sports and how it impacts the fan base, you know, this game is supposed to be about the fans. Um, you know, it, it just, it's a, it's infuriating. I, I think uh, the, the Rays example is, is a perfect storm um, in terms of how um, not to do <laughs> or how to manage a team mm-hmm. and own a team, you know, Um it's, it's just sad. I, I, I don't want them to leave Tampa. Um, but at some point they just need to decide what to do. What do I want them to, to see the Tampa Bay Rays leave that area? No, I don't. I really don't. I think they're, they're fine just where they are. And it's obvious that they have some fan support, but as we have seen with St. Louis and the Rams, if an owner just sees more money elsewhere, nothing's going to stop them. Let me ask you <laughs> this. What were... Look, if the NFL doesn't have integrity, neither does the MLB. I'm, I'm telling you right now that not everybody is a saint in the NFL and there's not, there's not, they're not, everybody's a saint in the N- in MLB. So if the owner wants it to happen, it's going to, it's going to happen. Let me ask you this, not to get off of your, your hot take here, but do you think, cause I, I'm just processing this in my brain as we speak. Do you think that if the Rays do potentially move to Montreal full-time, full-time basis, um, or hell, even I guess a part-time basis you could, do you think that's going to signal 
an overhaul on the divisions? Because think about this. If they move to Montreal, every AL East team is in one section of the country. Literally <laughs> one little section. Yeah. I mean, I you can't really say that. I mean, the central division is pretty tight knit too. Especially especially both AL and NL. It's a pretty tight group. So I, I'm not sure that they would do then, any. Well, you got to think of it like this. I mean, you could go into a, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't know how to draw it up. I've not even thought about it because I just processed this three and a half minutes ago. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, then everybody in the AL East is in one section of the country. You know, then you, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying the Marlins are going to move by any means, but I mean, I don't know. It's just. It's wild, and and I think you know what the thing that happened to the Rams. You do that to the Rays, and you're playing with fire, man. I mean, speaking of the Rams, I mean, could you imagine being the NFL and being so far down this rabbit hole that you might consider as compensation gifting a team to a city? <laughs> imagine being that so deep so deep in that hole that you would have to consider that (laughs) (laughs) boy and i I would take it i would take it if they want to give us a team i'll take that i'll be okay that'd be kind of cool i mean it would i've seen i've seen the speculation. i'm not gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna forgive the nfl but i'd go watch they're oh yeah i mean they're in my city i might as well rent correct and you got to look at things like this people discuss this too you know those are jobs oh Absolutely. I mean, just economic value. It'd be fun because I mean, you look at things whenever um, the XFL came back for four games. Oh man. That was, I mean, people were coming out. I had tickets right to the game before they shut everything down. I would have gone. I was ready to go. I was ready to have a good time. Yeah. (laughs) I was going for a bachelor party too. So, you know, I was ready. (laughs) You're ready to be sober as a bird. (laughs) Woohoo. I'll fly somewhere as a bird too. Shit. I don't even know what that means. But I don't say. know either. We just sometimes we just say things. So, it all right, Tito. Well, going. are you if you're ready to shut this down? I'm ready to shut her down. Yeah, I mean, the uh, only thing I'll say is uh, go Blues. Absolutely, guys. If you want to listen to the the uh, Turn Into podcast, subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you're going to get the episode before it's uh, sent out everywhere. So subscribe on iTunes. You'll get that directly within five minutes of being uploaded. Um, iTunes, Spotify, Google podcast, check us out there. Um, you know, not going to be as active in the off season, but definitely we will keep it flowing for everybody. Um, and as always go Cardinals. How about them? How about them? How about them?